0: All right, I guess we're started. Um, Well, welcome to the first ever episode of the Loose Balls podcast. Uh, My name is Peyton. I am here with my friend Cole. Uh, We are very avid sports fans. Um, This podcast is mostly going to be about basketball and football, NFL and NBA, to be completely exact, I guess. Um, Yeah, if you want to introduce yourself a little and then I'll go. Okay.
1: Well, I'm Cole. I am from Sherwood Park, Alberta, just about five minutes outside of Edmonton. I've been a massive sports fan since I can remember like seven years old. I'm big into hockey, basketball, football, baseball, you name it, everything. I played a lot of sports growing up, especially volleyball. As a, as a kid, for 12 years, I played volleyball. Um, talking to my favorite sports teams... Since we're talking about football, basketball, for football, you'll hate me for this. New England Patriots. <laughs> yeah, sorry. a tough look. Sorry, everyone. It sounds and bad now that Tom's gone, I think. Still miss Tom. <laughs> still miss him. It's Tampa Bay now. <laughs> Tampa Bay. And my favorite basketball team is the Toronto Raptors, but I also am a fan of Oklahoma City Thunder. If you were to ask me which one, it's easily the Toronto Raptors. But yeah, that's, that's a little bit about yeah. me.
0: All right, yeah, uh, my name's Payton. I live in Edmonton, Alberta. Um, I've been as big of a sports fan as him as I can, you know, as long as I can remember. Uh, I was told by my dad that when I was about three years old, he would find me watching SportsCenter highlights at five in the morning on the TV. So I've basically been a sports fan for as long as I can remember being alive. So, <laughs> um, you know, I played baseball, played basketball, played football, played volleyball, played everything, kind of grown up, dabbled in a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, my favorite teams, if we're talking football, I'm a Carolina Panthers fan, been that way since I was a kid. I fell in love with Steve Smith being a smaller kid that I was, and he was a small receiver, but he was, you know, tough, mean, everything that I wanted to be as a player, I guess, just that gritty kind of guy. Um, and I just fell in love with the team after that and been a fan ever since. Um, with basketball, shockingly, we have the exact same two favorite teams, <laughs> Toronto Raptors, OKC Thunder, we're always talking about it, you know, it's been a, it was not the easiest year, I mean the Thunder, <laughs> they, they played better than they should have, but. That was a good year for them, that was and a good year. the Raptors played also probably better than they should have, but, uh, upsetting end to the year, I guess, to see us lose that way, um, yeah. Yeah, I guess this is. I'm getting into this because I'm currently a student trying to become a sports journalist, sports writer. So, what better place to go than, you know, a podcast to get my feelings out right now instead of (laughs) waiting until I'm done school, you know? Getting in your feelings. Getting in my feelings about all of my love for sports. (laughs)
1: Okay, so a bit about this podcast. We're going to talk again most about football and basketball. Right now, it's going to be majority. Football since basketball is currently True. in their off-season. But we're going to go over, um, for this episode at least, we're going to recap the first quarter, five, six weeks of the football season, yeah. recap, go division by division, talk about each team, how they're doing, if they met expectations or whatnot, or if we have opinions about it. And then for the last, for week five or week six, we're going to recap some games talk about talk about what we noticed or mm-hmm. again just some of our opi- some of our opinions then after that we're going to talk about who we feel our top mvp mvp players are so far this season so a quick mm-hmm. top 5 and then we'll get into our little power rankings name the top 10 teams yeah. we don't really need to go through the 32 because the bottom teams we already know like the jets <laughs> yeah. and the jaguars the J E T E Jets they suck <laughs> <laughs> they suck Okay, and then once after that it's done for football, we're gonna move a little bit into basketball since they're in the offseason. We'll just talk quickly about
0: A couple little topics, I guess. About
1: the bubble quickly. About. But the Lakers, congrats to them. Another NBA title for LeBron is fourth. Getting Four, up there, ten. getting close to Jordan. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's right. He's getting there. close. Getting close. Then we'll talk about a bit about the Warriors because we think they're they're coming up pretty quick. Yeah, we've got a lot to do this season for sure. A lot to do, and then we got to get into the honest do situation. The honest talk, yeah. It's going to be a very interesting, not this summer, but the next summer. It's yeah. going to be very fun.
0: I mean, uh, yeah, the only other thing I think is maybe we'll do a little bit of a preview of uh, Week 7 as well. Just talk about a couple of games that we think catch our eye, or maybe just give a little tidbit about each game that, you know, what we think might happen or what it has implications for, I guess. I can already tell you there's one game I'm really looking forward to. Is that uh, Pittsburgh, Tennessee? Because oh, yeah. that game is gonna be a good. One. <laughs> that one is gonna be a banger.
1: Uh, that's gonna be a banger of a game for sure. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to watch that one. Alright. Uh, yeah, so getting getting into the division recap, so why why don't we start with the AFC East since my favorite team the AFC least. The AFC least <laughs> as everyone likes to call it. I think called the AFC Tom. Yeah, I, well, forever. It was
0: it was just the Pats, that's the only team, now we got some... Got some competition. We've got some competition, and we've got the Jets, is what we've got.
1: <laughs> uh, let's not talk about the Jets. <laughs> uh, that team, that team. Well, I guess let's start with the Miami Dolphins, because... Yeah, big news today. Yeah, like, out of nowhere, I guess, to, a, to the Viola is now the starter going into, after the bye yeah, week. going These, in after the bye week. For me, this caught me off guard.
0: Uh, yeah, it caught me off guard as well. I mean, is I, I, I mean, I understand. Because when you look at Ryan Fitzpatrick, you're looking at a guy who... You know, fits Magic. he's that guy that he's going to give you these crazy games. And he's going to throw six TDs, no interceptions, 400 yards. And you're going to go, wow, he's the best quarterback in the league. But then he's going to turn around the next game, throw no TDs, six interceptions, which he's done before. And he's going to look like the worst quarterback in the league. And why does he even have a contract? He, he's that guy that you know you can go to if you want, like, a 9-7 and seven season. But I don't think that's what the Dolphins want. I think they see an opportunity this year that maybe they could squeak a playoff spot, you know, really build on this season. And you took to a fifth, you might as well give him a chance if he's fully healthy. And clearly he's shown something in practice that's shown what... He can do because they're going to him based solely off of two passes he made this week and everything he's done in practice and in camp. I guess there was no camp this year, it's no, COVID there's... season. Exactly. So, just based off of practice this year, this is what they're going with. Yeah. And I like it. I feel bad for Fitzpatrick. It sounds like he's a little uh, caught off guard by the whole situation. Wasn't really a, a set plan, it's kind of just what they went with in the moment, which, mm-hmm. again, I don't mind, but. Yeah, I, Miami's an interesting team this year. That's for sure.
1: For me, I don't like the decision to start Tua right away. I think it's still too early. Like they're three and three to be fairly beaten up on some bad teams. Garbage teams. <laughs> the Niners are so banged up. The the Jets are terrible. Jets.
0: Like yeah, they're not. Uh, they're not. They're not beating up on good teams. That's for sure. But, but I do three s- and three is three and three.
1: Yeah, I do see what they're trying to do. They're trying to develop Tua right away. I don't know if playoffs is the goal for them right now. Like they are right there, I don't think that's the end goal. I mm-hmm. think they're just trying to get some chemistry with two, and they got some receivers on that team. They got Devonte Parker, they got Williams, they got Gasecki as a tight end. Gasecki's very. And good. then you complement complement that with a bit, defense that's got a ton of potential. Like you've got a couple Patriots players in there: There's Van Noy, Landon Roberts. I loved when they're in New England. Yeah. So obviously Flores yeah. knows them very well. Yeah, Xavier Howard, Shaq Lawson, Byron Jones. Like that's that's got a lot of potential. Yeah. Byron Jones, I don't think he's played this year. I'm pretty sure he's been hurt the whole yeah.
0: year and they're still doing well enough to be three and three. Yeah, I uh I really do look at Miami as a team with a lot of potential, you know? Like they could come out, they could win ten games this year, they could but they could still be that like seven and nine team that you just don't know where they're going. So it's hard to it's hard to say. I really do think that Flores is one of the better coaches in the league, and he's proving that right now. He's a hard ass. He's he doesn't care who's getting paid. He just plays the best players. They're playing Miles Gaskin over the guys they signed, Matt Brady and Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard's been a healthy scratch two weeks straight. I'm pretty sure. You know, they're playing their they're playing who they're playing. He's not worried about who's getting money and who's not. And I
1: think that's the best way to do it. Sounds a lot like a coach he was under somewhere <laughs> yeah. else. Playing doesn't care who you are, yeah. doesn't care if you want to get paid. Sounds a lot like Bill Belichick to me. Yeah, he seems to be the one guy that's working out of that Belichick
0: tree. I guess you can mm-hmm. kind of count Mike Vrabel in there too, but he was more of a player under Belichick. So I got a
1: good Mike Vrabel story later yeah. when we get to I'm them. a big Mike
0: Vrabel yeah. guy too. I think he's doing a great job.
1: Yeah. Dolphins, um, good start for them yeah. so far. Three and three, like, yeah. take it. I guess let's go on to the AFC East leaders right now and a team that's I'm. Been fun to watch the Buffalo Bills. They're yeah. f- they're four and two. They're coming off a tough loss against the Chiefs on Monday Night Football. Allen didn't look Knew great. To, great <laughs> to say the least. Uh, he looked himself from last year more than himself from this year. That's for sure. I like this team though. Like they're top five offense in the league right now. The only issue with them I see is their both their offensive and defensive rushing. They're one of the worst defensive rushing. Rushing teams. If you yeah. saw Edwards O'Laire just go for hundred yards in the first half. <laughs> I think he finished with hundred sixty eight yeah, yards yeah. or something like that. Like that's if you can't stop the run come playoff time, which they will be there in the playoffs, then you're not gonna go too far. Yeah. But I've loved what I've seen from Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. He's Diggs has been lightning in a yeah, he's been for them. He's been
0: a perfect fit so far in Buffalo, that's for sure. The thing with Buffalo is like they have this they have a great system going under Sean McDermott. He's done a great job of building a culture. As a Panthers fan, I know how great Sean McDermott is as a coach. He was our D coordinator for a long time. And uh, I look at him as like one of the candidates for coach of the year early. you know, He's done a great job. Josh Allen is just so inconsistent so far to go from looking like the best player in the league through the first few weeks to now these last two weeks, he's really come back down to earth. Um They have a lot of good pieces. They have Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox, Devin Singletary. You know, they're secondary. They got Jordan Poyer. They got Micah Hyde. They got Tredavious White. Like, they got a lot of pieces, but really their lack of uh, rush defense is definitely killing them, and Josh Allen's inconsistency could be the downfall of this team. But looking at the division, I really think they do have a good chance to just win the whole thing, Mm -hmm. get a nice home playoff
1: game. Yeah, I don't see any issues barring injury or covid yeah. that they dropped this division and i think they're going to dethrone the patriots which is the next team we're going to get into and yeah. do i have a lot to say about new england after <laughs> this a fan. after this How do you feel? after this game on
0: sunday we lost to brandon McManus <laughs> his six field goals
1: Man. i watching that game and thinking back about it i think that was just lack of practice that's exactly. What it it, that's exactly what it looked like. Cam did. Cam was never comfortable in that game whatsoever. No. To be fair, like he's been good for majority of the year. His last game, two picks. Obviously, he had. He did fumble a ball. Mm-hmm. But they nearly pulled it, pulled that game out of their ass yeah. in the end because Drew Locke almost blew that game. I but. mean,
0: also none of the, neither of those picks from Cam were his fault. The one was tipped in an absolutely amazing diving grab by the d lineman. And then another one tipped off the hands and it goes straight back in the hands of uh, I think it might have been Justin Simmons. It was one of those guys back there, and they got a pick and like that's just it's just tough break you know. Yeah. I mean with the Pats I just I can never count out a team like the Pats because of Belichick and everything that he's done with that team. Cam's having this resurgence. Like I really just look at that Denver game as a throwaway game. You know they're two and three. They're not like any means out of anything. They're still they're still in it. They still have a chance. Cam has nothing to throw to other than really Edelman and James White was a real bright spot in that game. He looked great coming back, you know. But they got a lot of work to do. But I just I can't count that team out. It's just that
1: simple for me. I can't count out either. But this just feels like a totally different team from last year. They were they were always trying to throw the ball last year. It just nothing was going nothing was going the way the passing game. This year's it's, it's kind of the same thing. The only game they had. With good passing was really that Seattle game they lost, yeah. where Cam just went to town and they had to come from behind the basically the entire game. But yeah, yeah, I feel it like on that. But um, well, I mean, we can talk about the Jets, but there's not a whole lot
0: to talk about. Um, uh, the butt the, fumble themselves. Yeah, the, their whole organization is currently a butt fumble. Um, I feel bad for Sam Darnold. I think he's a good quarterback stuck in a bad system. I mean. It, if you're looking at what Gase has done in his career and you're looking at a guy like Ryan Tannehill who is having this emergence outside of Gase, it's wondering what could Sam Darnold do outside of Gase as well. Mm-hmm. That's my only real talking point with the Jets. I than been, hey, will they win a game this year? Probably not. But Trevor Lawrence could turn that team around. I think Trevor
1: Lawrence could turn any franchise around at this point. So that's about all I have to say about the Jets. <laughs> do you think a GM right now would trade a first or second for Sam Darnold?
0: I think it depends on the organization. I think if you're looking at a team like maybe the Colts, I kind of have them as a team pegged as a team that could look at Sam Darnold. Um, and I think that they could easily give up a first because that's a team that could win a Super Bowl if they find the right quarterback and someone who's ready to play right now.
1: And the fact we're talking about the Jets tanking maybe for Trevor Lawrence is...
0: means Sam Darnold's on his way out. Gase is on his way out. They're they're going full rebuild if they aren't already in full rebuild.
1: And they've already... Butt fumbled a couple times this year. The Jamal Adams trade, they did get two first round picks for it, but they're going to be in the high 20s because Seattle's going to be that team for football.
0: Jesus is carrying that team.
1: Yep. And they got rid of Le'Veon Bell for literally nothing. They so... couldn't, they literally
0: were shopping him for a seventh round pick and no one would take it. <laughs> That's crazy.
1: 0 <laughs> 6, soon to be 0 7. Soon to be on sixteen because their next team is the Buffalo Bills. So yeah. good luck with that. Good luck with that. Well, oh, that's pretty easy wrap up on the AFC East. I think
0: we can move on to the AFC North now. And if we're looking at the top team in the AFC North, we're looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers, currently five and zero. See, I have um, a different
1: opinion on the best team in the AFC North,
0: but we'll get to that. That's team fair. Record wise, best team in the AFC North. Currently, Pittsburgh Steelers because they are five and zero. They're undefeated. Their offense. This is the first time since the Terry Bradshaw days that they've been five and zero undefeated. So this is like this is a very good Pittsburgh team. That's shocking um, me. They yeah. haven't been four and 5 and zero in that long. And they had a season where they went fifteen and one. Like they're True. they're a very good team. It's just working their way to just becoming this unbelievable team. In my opinion, like I just don't. They don't have a weakness on this team at this point, and it's very it, it's very scary if you're looking at the uh, any other team in the AFC and you're looking at this team. I mean, the one thing coming into this year that people were talking about was, does Ben Roethlisberger still have it? And it looks like Captain Fatfuck still has it going on because he's throwing some darts out there and making Chase Claypool... One of the better receivers in the league in his rookie year, Mapletron, as we like to call him in Canada. Mapletron. <laughs> um, you know, you still got Juju Smith-Schuster. you still got, like, there's James Conner. Like, they have so many weapons on offense. And you just... And then you got TJ Watt on defense, Bud Dupree. Like, there's they have so many good players. Losing and they're Devin. making it all work. Losing Devin Bush, though, is... Losing Devin Bush uh, for the year tough. is tough. He is one of the elite middle linebackers of the league. But I just... I still don't see them losing too much of a step without him. We'll see what happens. I mean, they've got a big game this week. We'll see what comes out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really think Pittsburgh is right now the, one of the
1: top teams in the NFL. I would I would agree with that, absolutely. In this division, I'm not 100% sure at the moment. It's a tough the team. one thing that I'm a little skeptical about is is that offense. You do have all these weapons, but... Where's Juju? I haven't really noticed him in any of these games, but it's too busy starting. Team Diverge is gaming organization <laughs> Team Diverge. Yeah, I'm just waiting for Juju to get going. Like I think yeah, all his fantasy, been, uh, I think all fantasy owners are
0: also mm-hmm. waiting for He's been very consistent since they lost Antonio Brown and he's become that number 1, if you want to call him that. He hasn't been quite the same without having, I guess that that like Safety in front of him, that meat shield of Antonio mm-hmm. Brown, where mm-hmm. he could just do what he was doing, not have to worry about what people were saying. Yeah, but i they're still doing great, whether or not Juju's performing, which is it's a bonus. I, it's it's a bonus for the team for sure. Because if he shows up, that's just one extra thing you have now on top of
1: everything else. Yes. You know the defense is going to show up every week. Yeah, with we even mentioned Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka, yeah, another yeah, one. Incredible player. So many
0: players on that defense. But they got ball players on that yeah.
1: defense. What it's going to take them to that next level from maybe playoff team, which they will be there, to a contender is that is Big Ben in that offense if they can just find oh, yeah. that consistency. And
0: if Big Ben can keep this up, they're a contender. It's just whether or not they keep going through November, December into the playoffs, you know. So that'll be interesting.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I guess we're moving to what you're calling the best team yeah. in the
0: AFC North, Baltimore Ravens. Ravens yeah. Five
1: and one currently. I do. They are they are top five offense right now, and surprisingly, they are the number one defense statistically in the NFL right now. Yep, they're top five in sacks, turnovers, forced points allowed, red zone defense, and third down, which is and all those is key good. things. Especially third down, that's one of mm-hmm. the most important stats, in my opinion. Can you get off the field on third down, especially come yeah. playoff time? You need to get off that's the your, field. That's your big thing come playoffs is your
0: defense obviously and they're they're absolutely stacked off the bottom like to just literally say hey Earl Thomas take a hike like we don't need you and they're still top defense in the league like it's just it's ridiculous they have
1: so many players it's a credit to that coaching staff Calais
0: Campbell having this like people thought he was washed coming over to Baltimore he was AFC defensive player of the week this week he had four tackles for loss against that that poor poor Eagles offensive line (laughs) But they, they're they they're stacked from top to bottom. And that's not even mentioning their offense. I mean, their offense, I think they could go for um, a, a little more in the receiving core. Past Hollywood Brown, You don't have a whole lot. If they could make a trade at the deadline, get somebody who's on the market, that'd be big for them. I, that could put them over the top, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I'm worried about currently is it really seems like... Um, teams are starting to pick up on this whole Lamar thing.
1: That's what I was going to talk about um, as well.
0: His numbers aren't quite what they were last year. They're coming down. It seems like he's... He needs to just take the next step in terms of a thrower. Because obviously he's, he's the fastest player in the league. Like It's hard to stop that. But once that gets stopped, or once they get behind and you can't just run the ball constantly, he needs to be able to throw downfield. Mm-hmm. And it seems like he hasn't quite figured that out yet. He is only, what, 22? Like, he's got time, 23? Yeah. So he's got time to figure it out, but it's a concern
1: this year for me. Yeah, it was same concern even especially ne- last year. Like, his numbers are not bad this year. He's got 10 touchdowns. No, they're not bad numbers. Two interceptions. Yeah. He's the top rusher on the team. And, yeah. and right now, it's running back by committee with Mark Ingram. J.K. Dobbins. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards, yeah, they got a lot of... They have so many players. Jesus Christ, that team is good. That's why I think if you put those two teams together, which I think they're playing a couple weeks from now, naming the Steelers and Ravens, I think the Ravens' explosiveness is too much, and I just don't know if Pittsburgh has that explosiveness on the other side. Like, their defense can definitely win, win them the game, but I don't trust that offense against Mm -hmm. number one defense in the league right now that'll be
0: an interesting game I think that game could come down to very much Lamar
1: versus Roethlisberger Mm -hmm. if I if you were to ask me right now if if I think Lamar is getting better this season I would say yes but Mm -hmm. with an asterisk because it does seem like teams are like DK. the Kaepernick thing. Yeah, teams figured
0: that out. Maybe teams are figuring out this whole Lamar thing. It's the same coach. It's um, Greg Roman, I believe his name is. He's the guy that worked with Colin Kaepernick in San Francisco. He's working with um, Lamar in Baltimore now. Hmm. And, like, they, they, he very much is good at the running quarterback system. But teams figured out Kaepernick. Kaepernick was terrible. Lamar is a lot better than Kaepernick, not to compare them. Kaepernick wasn't very good. Lamar is a very good quarterback. Yep. I'm just not sure if he's a Super Bowl quarterback for me personally.
1: Still needs that first playoff win.
0: Yep. That
1: was a tough loss last year. Very tough. But we'll segue now into a team that's very, in, that very <laughs> interesting Cleveland Browns team this year. to say They the are least. hard
0: to get my finger on. I don't know what to make of this
1: team. I don't either. They
0: are stacked.
1: They, are they have so much talent. Especially on the offensive side, Yeah, Landry, I, Beckham, Kareem Hunt, yes. Chubb. Who's Chu Nick Chubb who's out right now. You got Austin David Hooper, Joku, Austin Hooper, Austin Hooper. Yeah, the De- defense, Miles Garrett is making an MVP
0: candidacy re- like argument right now with how well he's playing. Definitely. Like their defense is very good as well. I I just I think that Kevin Stefanski has done a good job so far this year, unlike Freddie Kitchens last year, who mm-hmm. was. Jeez, Freddie Kitchens was a mess. I don't know what happened there. But I think Kevin Stepanski knows what Baker Mayfield is, which is a game manager, in my opinion, and he's using him that way. And it's shown that when he doesn't use him that way, lets him loose, throw as many times as you want. He throws the horrible picks, makes terrible decisions. Yeah. He needs to be a guy that you set him up with the run game, you give him play-action opportunities. He, gets, he has Odell, he has Landry. You can make things happen with Baker. I just don't think Baker is like, He's he's not elite. He's a game manager. He's a middle-of-the-road quarterback that if you do put the right pieces around him, which this team potentially has, they can win. They just need to use him properly. Everything is set up for success other than that quarterback position, in my opinion. And from what I've heard... Recently, They're starting to think maybe that the organization is a little bit out on Baker. They're not sure if they want to pick up his option. They might move forward with Stefanski being the new guy there now. But I think that will probably be decided in the next few weeks. I don't know if the Bengals game necessarily is going to be too much of a big deal. But once they start playing better teams like Pittsburgh and they lose 38-7, to that just can't happen with a team this
1: talented. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, Baker's a little banged up right now. To be fair, he's taken a lot of hits this year, but it was good that they took him out, with a lot of him against Pittsburgh, or else that would have gotten a lot worse for him. He already threw, thrown two picks, got hit a punch by TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, and all those boys in Pittsburgh. But yeah, this game's going as far as Baker takes him. They're the number one rushing team right now in the NFL. They average like 170 yards per game. Yeah, that that was combined with. Chubb and Hunt when they're both there. Chubb should be back hopefully in a couple weeks, which is that's gonna bolster their that offense. Yeah, that's the best running back duo in the league if Absolutely. they are healthy. Yeah, but Baker's gonna take this team as far as that. The peak is as what far Baker as he can go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel too. It'll be interesting to see what they they do. I don't think they're gonna give up on Baker, but. Baker's definitely gotta start proving a point because he's got a all of talent around him right now, and mm-hmm. the excuses are starting to. There are no excuses. At starting point. to run out at team this point. That good. Yep. Well, I guess that
0: leads us into talking about the poor, poor Bengals, <laughs> the Bungles, as we like to call them. Um, I don't. I don't know what to make of the Bengals. They're in such a hard division. That's three of the best defenses in the league in their division alone, and they have a horrible offensive line. Joe Burrow's been sacked 24 times. Like, he's very... he's good. I will say I was not high on Joe Burrow, or as high on Joe Burrow as so many people coming out of the draft, but watching him play, he's very good. He has a grasp of the NFL game already. He's playing well, but his only weapon was A.J. Green, who hasn't showed up this year, and their offensive line is terrible. Their defense isn't very good either, and they're just... This year is chalked, in my opinion, for the Bengals. They just need to let Joe Burrow get better as the year goes on, and hopefully keep him protected, and then try to build something next year because
1: they're hopeless this year, in my opinion. Hmm. Well, seeing Tyler Boyd, he's having a good year. I think he's top True. ten or close to the top ten right now in receiving yards. Joe Mixon's been very good. He's hurt now, I believe. Though, yeah, he got hurt. They're saying he should be okay to play this week. That's but... good to know. That. I mean, Gio Bernard is a great backup, but. Mm-hmm. Not with an O-line like that, Geo's yeah. not going to do anything. Yeah. Joel Burroughs actually attempted the most passes this year for any quarterback, but that, a part of that is because they fall behind so often. Yeah, but minus it's the this, Dak Prescott syndrome. But minus this week, they had a 21 nothing lead against the Colts, and Throw before away. you know it, and after that, they only scored seven points the rest of the way, and they, they lost. But Yeah. You know, like, Bengals just need some offensive line help, in my opinion. They need to protect Burrow, because Burrow cannot keep taking these hits. I think
0: their their draft this year needs to just be strictly O-line. They need to just go get all the best O-line pieces they can get. If they have to trade down and get extra first-round picks, just go build your O-line. That's the most important thing. Build your O-line, build your pass rush. You have Baker work from... Baker, you have Joe Burrow work (laughs) from there. Um,
1: Yeah, I think that's about it for the Bengals, really. Yeah, and seeing the emergence of Higgins there as well, he's actually looked like a very yeah. good complement piece to Burrow. Always, those two have got a good combo together. Yeah, they got good chemistry for sure. Well, that's a that's the AFC North. Like that's a very good AFC that's North a division, stacked division. Minus the Bengals, but you know in a couple years the Bengals will be a much better team.
0: Right. Well, I guess we talked about a division that I don't think anybody saw quite going like this this year um, with the AFC South. Um, with Tennessee being 5-0 and to start this year, which is crazy to say. I know they made a run to the ASC Championship, but I wouldn't have expected them to come out
1: and be 5-0 to start this season. Yeah, I think most people would say that may have been all Derrick Henry, but this year, like, Tannehill. Last
0: year was all Derrick Henry. This year, I can't believe I'm saying this. The best QB and running back duo this year so far has been Tannehill and Derrick Henry.
1: Oh, yeah. And hard I argue. never thought I'd say that. <laughs> that's, that's really hard to argue right now. Yeah. Because, like, who else is... The only other duel I can maybe argue is Mahomes and Everett Hilaire. Mm-hmm. That's maybe the only other duel, but Derrick Henry is definitely the best running back in the NFL right now. He is. But,
0: By a large margin, I'd argue too.
1: Yeah, I love Mike Vrabel though. I also love Mike I've, Grable. I think he's a great coach. This week, he made one of the most genius plays. It was, I think, second and one with a minute and a half to go, or... I remember how much time was left. Second and one for the Texans. He told one of his players to go out on the field. So they had too many men on the field. They call the penalty, but the clock stops. So they stop the clock, they call a penalty, they get the first down because Brable knew they were going to score. That the te- they knew the Texans were going to score. Mm-hmm. So he saved about 40 seconds on the clock with that penalty. They get the ball back. They get a touchdown with five seconds left in the game or something like that. And he did something similar to the Patriots in the wildcard game last year. He took, I think, two or three straight delay of game penalties. Yeah. When it, Before they were punting, they killed about a minute and a half on the clock. Yeah. And that the Patriots would literally. He's very good at clock management. Literally no time. He's. I'm not going to say he's finessing the system, but he is. I mean He's smart.
0: Yeah. It's not breaking the law, but sure as hell bending it pretty far, you know. It's uh it's interesting to watch.
1: This team is legit. They this... are
0: they are they could be a Super Bowl contender this year if they keep this up. They're definitely uh, they're in the top top tier of the AFC in the league right mm-hmm. now, which is crazy. I just I, I even after their AFC championship run, I kinda of thought it was more of a fluke year than anything. And they are just they're proving me wrong. I gotta be honest. I'm and I, I'm loving it. I'm loving watching oh, yeah. I Titans to see a new team like emerge like this. It's
1: it's awesome to see. I love it for sure. And then let's segue into a team that's currently I think four and two. Yeah, four oh. and two. The Indianapolis Colts. They're they've been very weird this year. They lost Marlon Mack right away this year with that yeah. Achilles injury, which is hard. It was a very tough loss. That's, but then you the have, fact
0: that they have Jonathan Taylor, like that's a blessing in disguise right there. Oh yeah,
1: like and even Hines as their hunt returner, the kick returner, slash <laughs> slash receiving running yeah. back. He's been he's been had his moments as well. Is this team is this team it always feels like the Colts are always hanging around. Whether they're ten wins, eleven wins, even nine wins, they always yeah. talk about the Colts as a playoff contender. Yeah. They're uh they're a
0: team to me that just like I just, I see them as this like, this Super Bowl caliber team that has been a quarterback short for two years now, thanks to Andrew Luck retiring so randomly. I don't know what, I don't don't think anybody ever knows what's going on in Andrew Luck's head, but he just decided to call it quits, and Brissett clearly wasn't good enough. I don't think Phillip Rivers is good enough. I think he's gonna retire at the end of the year. This is one of those, this is why I said pegging them as a team that could look at a guy like Sam Darnold. Um, be a they, nice fit. they just they're, they're that quarterback away. If Philip Rivers played every week like he did this week, they're a Super Bowl contender. But sure. he's he's not that guy. Like he's not going to put up three touchdowns, three hundred yards every single week. He's going to have weeks where he puts up one hundred and fifty yards and throws three picks. Mm-hmm. He's just that inconsistent guy. He can maybe build some kind of winning culture with some of the younger players
1: because he's been around so long. But I don't see him as a long term fit. For sure, we haven't even mentioned the defense. At I don't think Darius Leonard played this past week at all. And I think he's in my opinion. He's the best, might be one of if not the best linebacker in the NFL mm-hmm. he's when, when he's when he's healthy. Yeah, when that combo that that combo the defense they have DeForest Buckner, DeForest Buckner now, yeah. that they traded him for quite a bit and he's made a major impact. They've been yeah. shutting down some. Pretty decent offenses for the most yeah. part.
0: The Colts have done a very good job of not blowing their cap space or blowing too many picks, and kind of getting these value players that other teams couldn't afford. So they kind of just scoop them up, and it, it's just it's interesting to see. And they've got, in my opinion, by far the best offensive line in football. Mm-hmm. They're, they're they're just a brick wall. There, it's impossible
1: to get. Rivers brutal. is living nicely. I don't oh, yeah, been... have a
0: pocket quarterback
1: who doesn't have to move. Is Great. I think he's only been sacked like five times this year or something yeah, like that. Like it's, one in one exciting. a game, like that's that's a credit to that old line. Phillip Rivers better be buying him some nice Christmas oh. present this year. <laughs> oh yeah. Philly's gonna get him something nice. Oh yeah. And then we've got a really sh- I don't know, like it's to me, the Houston Texans, like this is this is like a very like this is a punch to the like, gut for them this Come season.
0: Free my man Deshaun. He is all by himself in Houston. Jeez.
1: Like, they don't have a bad receiving core. It, It's more like a lot of guys that I think have passed their, like, they were good, but now it's just like they're kind of, like, on the tail end. Like, Will Fuller is good, but he's always injured. Brandon Cooks, again, like, he's good, good but he's always injured. And then Randall Cobb. Yeah, Lamar like <laughs> Lamar Randall Miller, good, always hurt. <laughs> Randall Cobb, he's, I think he's way past his. He's past his prime. Way past sure. his He's time. not like the same guy he was before. Hmm. Like his Green Bay days are long gone. And then Bill O'Brien makes the dumbest
0: trade of the century to trading Laramie to, or trading for Laramie Tunsil, giving up his first and
1: second round picks this year. There's Miami with another steal. Yeah. Yep, another top pick. Yeah. And then trading Nuke DeAndre Hopkins to Arizona for David Johnson, pretty much.
0: Yeah. And what a second round pick in David Johnson, I think. That's and look at how. D Hop is done with he's, Kyler Murray. Jeez. He's the
1: number one. He's
0: number one receiving yards this year. Yep, and that's just like Kyler's not the best thrower of the football either. But like, he, he's D Hop. He's probably, in my opinion, the best receiver in the league.
1: Yeah. So this year is basically a wash for Houston. It Starting is, 0 and uh, 4 is hard. Like, even, and then after this yeah. OT loss to the Titans, like that's to a division rival. Well, that's a punch. And now to this we week they turn around, they play Green Bay, who's gonna stomp them They've had no a, doubt, but. they had a tough schedule from the start yeah. though they had to play the Steelers they had to play the Chiefs Titans now they have to go play yeah. Green Bay yeah. Like yeah. That's tough.
0: they needed to win a couple of those tough games and they just couldn't do it because Deshaun is seemingly by himself at this point and I feel terrible for him but you know it was his choice to sign there he got his money now if he's gonna sit through a rebuild potentially which sucks but that's what they get for giving Bill O'Brien all that power I guess
1: Good riddance, Bill O'Brien. <laughs> Good riddance. So the last team in the FC South, I think everyone expected this team to be. I can't believe they won a game. <laughs> yeah, they beat the Colts of all teams. Yeah, in Week One. Jacksonville. I mean, like Minshew Mania,
0: you know. But <laughs> oh, I first thing I think got They're it, in tank for Trevor mode. Well, that's the
1: thing I got on mean, my notes is tank for Trevor. Yeah. Like, they do have a couple bright spots. Like DJ Shark is it has been good. Keelan yeah. Cole's actually been impressive yeah. this Montgomery, year. Montgomery,
0: their undrafted well. running back. He's been pretty good. I think his name's Montgomery. Robinson. Robinson. Why am I thinking Montgomery?
1: Uh, Robinson's definitely the leader for Offensive Rookie of the Year, in my opinion. Yeah, he's had a great start to the year. Undrafted. Took the spot. I think most people... went for it. Most people think, thought Chris Thompson was going to be... I That's, think it's Chris was Thompson. supposed was to be it. The I RB
0: won for them, and then and Robinson came Apparently in this work. guy came in, in the in the training
1: camp and just... Just mm-hmm. took
0: the spot for himself mm-hmm. and he's been great. Yeah, they've
1: traded all their they defense. They've traded all their defense. defense. They, they, Ramsey, Nagakwe. Yeah. The only person really remaining from that 2017 2018 team was Miles Jack. Yeah. And who knows how long he's going to stay around. Oh, so th- he almost didn't play this year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I think he almost sat out. But. Yeah, there's not really much to say about the Jags. They're kind of where I think everyone expected it to be in yeah, the no, Trevor Lawrence like, sweepstakes.
0: They suck. That's they suck. we have to the say. Suck. They suck.
1: And that's the wrap of the AFC cell So now, yeah. going to our last division, AFC West. We'll obviously, start the defending Super Bowl champ, Kansas City Chiefs, four and, four and one. I think one, yeah. everyone. This is where they they should be. They're, in my opinion, the top team in the AFC right now. Yeah. Like drafting Edwards Alaire was. That's a steal right there. Yeah, that was what? The last pick in the first round? Like, he's.
0: To to have him fall that far. I mean, I know the rule is usually try not to take a running back with your first pick, but. When a guy like that is sitting there at the bottom of the first round, and that's just another piece to add. Now they have Le'Beon Bell. Like, this team is just. So now you think maybe he'll hit that rookie wall. Well now you got Le'Veon Bell right there to pick it up. Like you can rest Hilaire's legs, you can give Le'Veon this probably resurgence because of course under Andy Reid he's gonna do well. It's hard not to. Yeah. I mean, they're th- they're the best team in football. I think top to bottom they're the best yeah. team in football.
1: They're my favorite to repeat, like they're just too many weapons. Too, too much going, like going on. Watkins, I know he's injured right now, but he'll be back. Tyree Kill, yeah. Kelsey. Even Cole Hardman, like... They have one weakness right now, and it seems to be this,
0: like lethargy that they have in these games they keep falling behind because i think they're just like we have mahomes we're gonna win this game yeah, they we go going, down 10 go down 14 they've like, been
1: starting out really slowing yeah in their games and then they year. come
0: back because it's what mahomes does but you can't do that every week and win every game mm-hmm. it happened with the raiders like they fell behind and then the raiders just kept
1: scoring and scoring and they just couldn't close that a, gap i think a part of that is just like kind of the hangover from the season like and knowing you have they win Mahomes one. too. They win one game. You know, we have Mahomes in the back if you need him. Because they came yeah. back from, what, three double digit deficits in the postseason last exactly. year and never been done before? They were losing to, in every single one of their games.
0: Like, they just, they, they were always down. And, like, just Mahomes was like, all right, well, I'm going to win this game now. And then he'd win the game. Oh, it yeah. was just, it was impossible to, it was, it, it was crazy to watch. Like, every time he'd go down and be like, okay, not this time. Like, and then he just do it again. Yeah. So it was just, it's just crazy to watch. I, they're the best team in football. Oh, yeah, I agree. It's that easy.
1: <laughs> that's one thing you and I can agree on the yeah. Chiefs are definitely the best team in football yeah. right now. And then going to the team that the only team that's beaten the Chiefs so yeah. far, the Vegas Raiders. Yeah. Derek Carr has looked really good.
0: Yeah. It's like people forgot that he was an MVP candidate a couple of years ago before he True. Hurt, got broke, hurt. Broke his um, leg. Yeah. He probably would have won MVP that year, but he missed those last two games, and then Connor Cook, I believe, was the quarterback that came in and played the playoff game, and they got destroyed without Derek Carr. They lost to Brock Osweiler. Yeah. Uh. Which is, that's, if you lost to Brock Osweiler, you're not in a good spot, that's for sure. Um, He's come back, you know, Josh Jacobs, another, he had a great year last year, he's having a great year this year. Their defense, they don't have much of a pass rush, but they're keeping people off the board seemingly as much as they can, enough to be three and two right now. Mm-hmm. And I really think a lot of this is John Gruden building this culture. You know, they're they moved to Vegas now. They're trying to they're becoming a very Vegas team. It seems like they're mm-hmm. just like they're doing a great job. I think, and I I don't think they're necessarily a contender, even a playoff team this year. They're a borderline playoff team, but they're they're building
1: something, which sure. is good to see. There was a report today I saw that all their offensive linemen have to go into isolation for about five days because apparently I think Trent Brown either had scored or was in contact with someone that has COVID. So Jeez, now that's there's the a chance now. that they could go into Sunday and have none of their Backups, starting offensive linemen. Have about Cowboys offensive line? Yeah,
0: could that's you tough. you imagine?
1: <laughs> yeah, like, I like the Raiders this year. They've been fun to watch. They've got Renfro, they've got Ruggs, they've got They're a young wide receiver core. They They're could, explosive. They're exciting to watch. And they've got a lot of picks. They have draft picks. They're yep. making use of those picks they got in those trades. Yeah. and good. But from the Raiders, now we go to the Denver Donkeys, as I like to call them. I've never been a fan of the Broncos. No. It's Because Peyton Manning, I've never liked Peyton Manning in my life. <laughs> I hate Brock Osweiler. I hate Drew Locke. I do not see what anyone season, Drew Locke. You saw what he did against New England. Like He looked okay for a few quarters. Two terrible <laughs> interceptions. You went 10 of 24 for like 100 something yards yeah. and two picks. N-
0: like. Uh Yeah, no. I uh There's not like, I, I don't think there's any part of this team that I like fully trust other than Philip Lindsay and Vaughn Miller. And I think that's about it.
1: Maybe Bradley Chubb too. They're extremely. Past that, I don't
0: trust anybody. Extremely
1: banged up, though. They're missing Melvin Gordon. He had strep throw. Cordell Sutton's out. Mm -hmm. They're missing Noah Fant. Vaughn Miller, as you mentioned, he's out for probably a year. pieces,
0: but I just. I I don't. I think that this team is. They're going to be a team that goes like 6 10. They don't get a great pick. They do the same thing again next year because they're just not changing anything. They need to make a change. They need to either go full rebuild or spend some money and try to get better. There's no. There's no winning with the current state of this
1: team, in my opinion. Yeah, it'll depend on how Drew Lock progresses. I just, yeah. um, uh, I don't see him getting much better. No. But we'll see what happens. He's at my for him for me. His peak, I think, is like a good game manager. Mm-hmm. That, that's just me, though. But yeah, that base. No, we have one more team. My apologies. Yeah. We got the L.A. Chargers. Oh, well, they've. They have had no luck this year. No. I think all their losses, or four or five of their losses, have been by less yeah. than a possession, seven points or they less. Are,
0: they're fighting against good teams, and Herbert is real. He's legit. He, he's good. People didn't believe in him coming out. I, I didn't really understand where all the, the hate and the skepticism came from. I always thought he was really good. I thought he should have come out a year earlier even. He stayed for his senior year. Um, but... The, there was all this skepticism of oh he's not built for the NFL game he's not smart enough to play in the NFL game he's a 4.0 biology student like he's yep. a smart guy like he can figure this out and he's clearly figuring it out on the fly you know for a guy to come in against the defending Super Bowl champs on five minutes notice and push him into overtime is absurd
1: yeah like he's very talented. Like he's a he's a big boy he's, he's huge very he's a, got a very yeah <laughs> Got a hose on him, eh? Absolute rocket on an arm.
0: Jesus, it's just crazy. I can't... The way he throws the ball is ridiculous.
1: Uh, like, uh, and then having that combo of when Eckler's health, like, he's a very good running back. You've got Keenan Josh Allen. Josh Kelly, Jackson in the backfield, mm-hmm. Keenan Allen, Williams. I'm pretty um, sure Keenan Allen was hurt this week, too. Oh, that's less than they need right yeah, now. I know. It's more. Their O-line's already banged O-line up O-line in their mess as it is. Uh, they're, a, they're a team that I think are better than the record shows right now. I agree. They've lost a lot of closed games, which is they what They should yo- have beat the Saints. That was a field
0: goal kick away from that. They could have beat the Chiefs, who are the defending Super that Bowl OT, champs. Like OT loss. Again, two OT losses. Two right OT there. losses. is tough. Like, that's,
1: and they almost scored in the last play of the game, I'm pretty sure, one of their games. Yeah. And they, they came short. Yeah, like They've been right there with every single game. I mean, yeah, they uh, they just had some
0: bad luck going. I think I'm pretty sure they play the Jaguars this week, so that should be an easy W on their schedule. If it's not, then I don't know what to say. That's a tough loss, but I think they they get back on the right track this week for sure. Let's hope they do. I like Justin Herbert. Yeah, I like the good. team.
1: Well yeah, that wraps up basically the whole AFC.
0: Now we get to talk about the best division in football, oh, the NFC East. The NFC Least. The NFC Least. In my notes, beside NFC Least, I wrote LOL. Um, they're good. They're good. Let's start with the division-leading oh. Dallas Cowboys. 2-4, and four. what a record. I cannot believe that.
1: that is a division-leading record right now in the league. I can't stand Cowboys or Cowboys fans. If Cowboys fans are listening to this, worst fans in sports. Stop telling me about and everyone, Troy Aikman and how you're going to be how you be 16 and 0 every single season. <laughs> this is our year is the Cowboys motto. Every year we know what's going to happen. You're going to play down to your team, other teams levels. Mm-hmm. And they're going to play up to teams, other and higher teams levels and lose the majority of those games. And you're gonna, probably going to go nine going, and eight, nine <laughs> and seven at best. And you're going to make the playoffs get a maybe a playoff home win, and then get absolutely dumbed in the divisional round. That's usually how it works. Mm-hmm. Or if you get it like last year, then you choke another week, 16, 17 game. That's yeah. usually how it works in yeah. down in, down in a uh, D town.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, in my notes, I wrote, Beige water pistol. Shout out Andy Dalton. Uh, Jerry is senile. McCarthy is an idiot, which clearly after today sounds like a good note that I put there. Fans are the worst. Talked about that. Dak is gone. I feel terrible for him. What uh, a horrible injury. That was I don't know if he's going to play another game in a Dallas Cowboys jersey at this point. Um, and I wrote, somehow, maybe still going to get a home playoff game this year, which might happen.
1: Very well, might. If the... The Eagles are as banned up as they are right now. Yeah. Like it's it's gonna be very likely that Andy Dolan's playing a home playoff game.
0: Uh it's hard now. After today hearing, you know, that the the players seem to already be completely out on Mike McCarthy. They don't wanna play their lacking effort, it showed they lost thirty eight to ten to a team that Kyler Murray completed nine passes, they lost by four touchdowns. Like that They they gave up. They they, they did. They gave up early in that game. Their defense that? came out, looked like oh, maybe their defense is performing, and then it just fell apart. Mm. Nothing went right. They looked terrible.
1: They looked gone. The only positive I can think of for this Cowboys team is the emergence of CeeDee Lamb. Yeah, He's and like, Cedric Wilson. True, true. Like, But you, you almost have too much right now on receivers. Like, yeah. I heard something today that maybe they should trade Michael Gallup. Yeah, I heard the same thing. I think that's interesting because
0: then you don't have to pay him. You keep those other guys on their smaller contracts. You get good. something back
1: and you go into a rebuild. I think yeah, is But the fact that this is happening though, that all this has come out in two and four, imagine if they were one in five or one six, which they should be at least one in five right now if it weren't for that Falcons game. Mm-hmm. They might be in, my opinion, they should be and I mean, six. Yeah. The Falcons did what the Falcons do and they choked the lead and somehow
0: they made that comeback. And then, they barely beat the Giants, who the Giants are terrible, and they still barely held on and won that game. I see. So we can do a
1: whole show about the
0: Dallas Cowboys, we can talk about how terrible the Cowboys are, and how funny I think it is for hours on end if I want to. Fantastic! Oh, I love it. Just seeing how sad Cowboys fans are. That picture of that guy in the stands <laughs> made my entire life better.
1: Oh, Dallas! Oh, but congrats, you're gonna win the end. The NFC East. <laughs> you might
0: may win. You might go six and ten and get a home playoff game. Good
1: for you guys. Now let's... Oh, I... I'm just looking at this division. Oh, my yeah. God. you want to talk
0: about the Eagles next, maybe?
1: <laughs> let's, let's talk about the, the Eagles. beat-up Eagles. It's the only uh, thing I have in my notes are all the injuries they have. They So many injuries. They have nobody. They have nobody. And they play a short week this week with literally nobody. Yeah. Like I, uh, I, I don't know what to say.
0: People in Philly seem to be... Turning on Carson Wentz pretty hard right now, Um, and I'm uh, that's gonna be something I talk about later. I kind of hit on, but I I just I don't think it's Carson's fault. I think that this team is beat up, and I think that he's just that 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 they just they have nothing going for them right now. Like Carson Wentz is the only piece on this team that they have right now, other than Miles Sanders, and And he's hurt. He's injured. Yeah, and that's just. And Zach Gertz is injured now. Like, this is arguably should be a team that dominates this division. If they had those receivers and those tight ends and, like, their their offensive weapons, I think they'd easily win this division. But unless they get healthy, I don't know what's going to
1: happen. It just seems like it's Groundhog's Day over again. Mm-hmm. Last year was the same story. Same
0: story, yeah.
1: Injuries all year long. Well, I hope they turn it around, though. I do, too. I do like Carson Wentz. And Doug Peterson's a good coach. He is a good coach. I mean, he's a Super Bowl winning coach. Yeah, obviously. exactly. He outcoached
0: Belichick in the— Super Bowl, so
1: debatable, <laughs> very debatable. I mean,
0: we can get into that at some point.
1: I think if Malcolm Butler was playing, maybe they would Nick Foles wouldn't have thrown for however many yards and touchdowns. But but that was also Belichick's decision. Didn't like it, but <laughs> that's that's another day. And then oh Let's my! Talk God. about the uh, New York Football Giants. <laughs> maybe my second most hated team. Shadow to Eli Manning.
0: Yeah, this is uh Danny Penny's is doing some wonderful things for the Giants. They finally won this week. They beat the the juggernaut Washington football team.
1: It took them a fumble return and a and a two point conversion. conversion to beat the Washington football team. I They're 1-5. in I think regardless if Barkley was healthy or not. They'd probably be 1-5. in They'd still be 1-5. in They might have beat the Cowboys, but... I hope Barkley comes back
0: healthy, though, because... I feel bad for him, though. He's like... I mean, I like Danny Dimes. I don't think he's... I mean, unless he's got the right pieces around him, I don't think he's going to get better. I don't think the team's going to get better.
1: I don't think Joe Judge was the right hire either for this team. That was a tough one. Um, I don't... Yeah, I didn't even know. I think what, they're a mess. I didn't even know Joe Judge was the special teams coach in New England, but clearly they were. He was good there because our special teams was incredible yeah. for years. And as a
0: Panthers fan, knowing Dave Gettleman is a GM, I don't think he's the
1: best GM around. Oh, so I mean. I think they're just in a horrible spot. If, if we want to, like, talk about one positive, I think Darius Slayton's been... He's been great. A good, bright He's had an spot, emergence of a year this year. But really, like, other than that, it's just like... It's like... Yeah, but it's hard to look at that
0: one thing and then go, well, they're 1-5. As yeah. a Giants fan, you're... Are you, even, are you hanging on Darius Slayton or are you going, oh, we're 1-5, we got to get better? Yep, So
1: exactly. And oh, I cannot even look at this division and just... Put my sad. hat, my hand over my face. They have five combined wins. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there's teams that have as many wins as the entire division. The Bears have as many wins as this division. The Bears. <laughs> it's a big Dick neck for you. Yeah, Washington Football Team. The Washington. We could. This is another team. We could talk about the NFC East honestly for yeah. hours upon end and how inept. They the only
0: are. thing I really want to say about the Washington Football Team is I, I like the Ron Rivera hire. I, I, it's so Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron, to go for that two-point conversion at the end of the game, try to win it. Oh, That's yeah, you his know, thing. You know, you, know. All, you know all about that Yeah, he Yeah, he, he, he goes for it. He wants to win games. I think that, you know, benching Haskins, um, going for two, like doing things like that, like he's just trying to build this, he's building a culture this year. He's not trying to really necessarily win games. He's trying to show, like, this is what I want our team to be. Yep. And, I, I mean, I could see... This being a place where they try to build something. Maybe they go out and get, like, a Cam Newton. He's been with Ron Rivera before. They try to build something next year, and they just... He culture builds this year, and they're mm. terrible. But it's going to be... They have bright spots. They have uh, Terry McLaurin. they have Chase Young. Like, they have these good young mm. pieces. They just need to keep building, and eventually like they'll get there. Young. I think with a guy like Ron.
1: Yeah, Shout out to Ron Rivera, too doing all this and standing yeah. science when he's getting cancer treatment. Like yeah, man, that's crazy. Like if that's not enough motivation for a player to be play, p- hard, for play hard, like I I have no idea what, <laughs> yeah. he, what he's it what is out there even then you have the Alex world. Smith coming into the game for we didn't how many he had seventeen yeah. surgeries on his almost leg. lost his leg.
0: He almost got his <laughs> leg amputated. Like comes like, out and plays and gets sacked what six times in that
1: game too. Gets like Aaron Donald like second play jumps yeah. around on his back. Like every time he got hit I was everybody I was, cringing, was Like uh don't cringing. please <laughs> don't hit him, he's fragile. I think that's the one bright spot though, is just seeing Alex Smith back on the yeah. field. A lot of people are saying things. just
0: for that half he played, he should win a comeback player of the year now, you know. Yeah. And I I wouldn't
1: I wouldn't argue it. The only the person to... only person I could argue maybe is Cam. Cam. Yeah. But I think Cam's gonna play a lot better than what he did this week. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I, I think yeah. that's COVID still. Alive, you know? Yeah. Oh, well, thank God. Yeah, the let's NFC. move on from that division, please. Uh, let's go to the NFC North, and let's start with the division-leading... Division-leading Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears?
0: Well, I mean, I obviously, I'm a Panthers fan. I watched this week, and what you can take from that game is that that Bears defense is the reason they're winning these games. They're they are incredible. Oh my god, there's. Teddy Bridgewater went from against the Falcons, he looked like an MVP, to this week looking like he didn't know what he was doing because the Bears, their, their defense is just incredible. It's, uh, I, I don't like. It's hard for me to see the Bears as a contender, but when you get to the playoffs and you have a defense that good, you can mm-hmm. win anything. Twenty fifteen Broncos are proof of that. They had yeah. nothing going for them on offense and won a Super Bowl. Exactly. Like if your defense is good enough, I, I don't know. This team is scary come playoff time, in my opinion. But
1: the only question is, can the defense keep doing this for seventeen weeks? So we saw last year, the Patriots' defense was incredible, yeah. but then couldn't keep as their going. schedule got tougher. Then they started getting exposed a little bit, and then come playoff time, like their defense played well, but. Henry just run it out there. It wasn't, so, an, yeah, it wasn't enough. Yeah. But, yeah, like, imagine going going through that depth chart looking, oh, you got Cleo Mack, oh, you got Robert Quinn, you got Akeem Hicks, Roquan Smith, Jackson. Like, defense will continue to win games for them. But this offense really – this offense needs to get going. And Nick – seems like Nick Foles is – he – like you said, like he's got his moments, but – and then he'll just throw – then he'll just make a really dumb player like what the hell are you doing mm-hmm. like he had a cup one interception should have had two interceptions against the panthers or he just threw up a duck and, and I'm like what are you yeah. doing like throw the ball away big dick nick it'd be interesting it'd be interesting to see what they do with trubisky i think yeah. he's gone
0: he should be gone they didn't pick up his option for a reason i think mm-hmm. that i think that the gm wanted trubisky in as what it seems like and then when matt nagy saw his opportunity against the Falcons there he just said mid-game you know the GM doesn't have to say mid-game let's just throw him in and see what happens and they yeah. won that game they've been looking better with Nick Foles you know it, it's just they've been playing very well like, It's uh, he's doing what he did in Philly seemingly which is just winning games whether it's winning ugly or winning pretty he's winning games
1: this team could easily be Three and three, two and mm-hmm. four, but, but they're pulling wins out of their yeah, ass. They're coming they're, back. They've won three games, come from behind against yeah the Falcons, against the Lions, against even the Buccaneers. They were down, I think, ten nothing or 10-3 really early, and yeah. they came back. That's that's credit to them. I'm taking that away, but mm-hmm. I just don't think they can continue this because I just don't see. I um, like Nick Foles is only going to give you what Nick Foles will give you, and we know. But I mean. Apparently, it's enough to win a Super Bowl if you ask Philly fans. So <laughs> they barely made they barely made this Super Bowl, yeah. and then they, then they go off on a New England defense yeah. that was suspect all year, anyways. But again, that's another that's not another another topic. <laughs> Don't like to talk about our losses. We <laughs> like to talk about the six we have already.
0: <laughs> that's fair. I get that.
1: And then we move on to the. I think they're one of the best. They're the. I think they're better than the Bears. I do too. They are better than the Bears. That's, Top to bottom, um, yes. Green Bay Packers. Uh, yeah. Tough week this week. Not expect. That was... I was no. not expecting that whatsoever. I think you and I were even watching that game. And we were like, it was 10-0. Yeah. And we are like, okay, like, this is... Next thing you know, Aaron Rodgers, those two
0: picks, it's 21-10. And you're like, what happened? Mm-hmm. And it seemed like they just gave up at that point
1: and Just chalked it for the week. I don't look at this game and change my opinion on the Packers. I still think they're incredible team they're one of the favorites to get out, out of the nfc like i think that's just like that's like a one in a hundred yeah bad games for aaron Rodgers. I,
0: I look at it as a throwaway game I, I i think the bucks are very good don't get me wrong i i think that it's not the worst thing in the world to get stomped by the bucks but you know we've seen this with the packers they got stomped by the niners twice last year and they still went 13 and three and then that second game against the niners in the playoffs was the same as the first one they played in the regular season they got shit kicked it wasn't mm-hmm. close like it it's just that it's that simple i guess but i do think this team is better than that team last year i think that this is the best packers team we've seen since the year they went 15 and 1 um i don't think they're gonna go 15 and 1 i just think they're the best team since then mm-hmm. um i think aaron Rodgers is having a mvp level ish every year Calgary, yeah not necessarily gonna win it, but he's he's in there, so yeah, it's gonna sure. be interesting to watch the Packers for the rest of the year and see what happens after they took this
1: big loss. They'll bounce back. They're going to bounce they back. They, they have should. a lot of division games left to play, and they're gonna take quite a Most few. Most of them, quite yeah. a few games. So that the Vikings sh- and the Lions should
0: be four wins right there. So we already got one against the Vikings. True. So three more wins, I
1: guess. Yeah, it's gotta be the Bears twice, Lions twice still, and then huh. now we move on to. The Detroit uh, Another former Patriots coach there, Matt yeah. Patricia. He's not the answer there.
0: No. They seem to be getting worse every year. I think... I think they're just stagnating this year, and I think it might be time for full rebuild in Detroit.
1: I don't know if everyone heard Darius Slay's comments when... I can't remember if he was on the team or he was, wasn't was with the team nor, but he was commenting that... I think he, it was
0: right after he got traded.
1: Right afterwards, got traded to Philly. He was just like... I hate he just basically said he hates Matt Patricia yeah. and he thinks he's an asshole like you can be an asshole when you're winning yeah. you can't be an asshole when you're losing because then you lose the locker room
0: yeah I think Matt Patricia got caught up in the hype that he had around him when he was becoming a
1: head coach we call his team the Detroit Patriots yeah because and, uh, they all they do is sign Patriot players that are done like they have Jamie Collins they have Trey Flowers, they have Danny Amendola mm-hmm. like None of which are really doing much to help him at all. No, Colin, the only thing Collins did this year I've seen was get ejected for yeah. almost Yeah <laughs> putting a referee. Yeah.
0: They uh and the the one thing with Matt Patricia too is like for a, a defensive coach, their defence is terrible. It's they I mean, like Jim Caldwell led them to nine and seven seasons every year and they clearly wanted to change that and they went in the wrong direction mm-hmm. because they
1: they are terrible with Matt Patricia. If there's one coach that's in a hot seat right now he used definitely on that was l- one of them on that list and i think i think you're getting close in my opinion i think it's almost time to move on from matt stafford i, I think, think it's it, past time to move on from matt stafford i think matt stafford can still find a job in the
0: nfl easy but i think um i think that the lions need to go in
1: another direction and mm, start a full rebuild and you can't agree. do that with matt stafford still on the team no you need to just give it up that's our opinion, but who knows? Lions probably they're probably satisfied with another seven to nine, six yeah. and ten season. But yeah, they seem to like doing that every year. Lions do what lions do, <laughs> and then oh, you like this? Do you like that?
0: Kirk Cousins is dog shit.
1: League leading ten
0: interceptions. <laughs> he is terrible, and I think this week showed me that Kirk Cousins is not it they got to get rid of them. they got to do something. This is a good team with a good defense, a good coach, and Kirk Cousins is holding them back. Losing Stefan Diggs, terrible, but there's still so many players on this team, and
1: Justin, they're one in five. Justin Jefferson, I think, is fifth in receiving yards yeah, right now. They're that's incredible. Five. Adam Thielen has seven touchdowns. He has seven of Kirk Cousins' ten or 11 touchdowns this year. Yeah. Like, that's insane. Um,
0: and, you know, Kirk had a if you look at his numbers this week, he threw like 300 yards, three passing TDs, but I'm pretty sure in the first half he had about 100 yards with three picks and no TDs, yeah. and they were so far behind. Like He's getting empty stats, which is what he's seemingly done most years, mm-hmm. and it's just it's finally catching up where they're, it's not translating to wins. And that Vikings team is in a position where they can win games, and they're going to have to look at changing that, okay. I think, in this offseason. But I think this season is over. There's no way they're going to... Yeah pull 10 wins out of their ass and get a playoff spot. It's just not going to happen.
1: No, it's not in this not di- in a division Not like in that. this division when the bears are bears are better than the Vikings mm-hmm. and Packers Clearly already steamed rolled them, the already seen <laughs> rolled them once and yeah. we'll probably do it again in green Bay. But yeah, Kirk cousins gots to go. Don't like that. Don't like that. Now we move on to, it's been a pretty competitive division, honestly, like, if you could argue the Falcons should probably be like 3 and 3 right now, like this would, this is a pretty competitive division. Yeah. I guess let's lead off with Tampa Bay bucket. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. I've watched Tampa Bay quite a bit this year. Obviously, week one was, I think that was the wash because mm-hmm. that's the first time they've played together. Like Gronk was on existent, but Brady throwing pick sixes just like they ended last year and started this year through pick sixes, but. Now, now that the offense is starting to kind of click, obviously losing O.J. Howard was tough, but you've got Gronk right behind you. You've got Cameron Bray right behind you, two cable tight ends. Mm-hmm. And you've got Godwin Evans on both sides. And then Brady's got his favorite Julian Edelman 2.0 and Shelby Miller. Mm-hmm. Nice little eight-yard dump-offs too. Yeah, yeah he's had a big year. That, this defense, though, this defense is incredible. Like, they are insane. This They have the best defensive line. They have the best linebacking combo in the league, with Lavonte David and Devin White. Yeah, that is, I, I think the last time I've seen a good combo like that is either Keekly and Davis in Carolina. Shout you know about boys, that, or Wagner and KJ right back in their primes. Even Bruce yeah. Irvin back in like the in Legion of what, Legion of Boom days. Like yeah, this and then you have Ronald Jones, who's third in the league in rushing. Yeah, he's and had... they have
0: Leonard Fournette.
1: And he's got a three straight hundred yard games. Ronald Jones, like Brady's doing. Brady's had a good yeah. year too. He's got fourteen touchdowns and four yeah. picks. Like
0: leads the league in forgetting what down it is too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Love oh, me some Tom. Tom.
0: Um, I, I, yeah, I kid about Tom Brady, you know, but he is the goat, and this team is getting better by the week. It seems. I mean to go. Into this week and now play a game with no penalties like that's that's New that's uh, that's New England football. That's, that's New Tom Brady. That's not Bruce Arians. That's Tom Brady putting his stamp on this team, showing yep. them how to win games. And if they figure that out and they start point, if the team with this much talent starts playing the way New England plays, they're gonna look out the rest of the NFC. You're not gonna win any.
1: They're games. gonna end up Tampa Bay's gonna end up playing in Tampa Bay in the last week if. Yeah, this, if they play, they keep playing like New this. England football, which is
0: crazy to say, but yeah, yeah it's, team, if they continue, it's where it's going.
1: Yeah, And then New Orleans Saints. This team's definitely Saints. been, won't say interesting. It's just like, I think we're getting what we're getting from them. Obviously, yeah. they're missing Michael Thomas, which is hard, but Drew Brees look, he's. I don't think.
0: Drew Breeze can get it done anymore. He's, I think that Drew Brees is
1: done. Like he's we're talking about like the cliff theory. The cliff shout out Max shout out Max Kellerman. <laughs> like we're talking about He
0: is going to fall off a cliff yeah.
1: four years from now. Four years from now. <laughs> oh shout out Max. But shout yeah. Out Max. Drew Brees he can barely throw the ball with any zip anymore, like 10 yards enough. down the field. Like um, you, they need yeah. this team needs Michael Thomas because Alvin Kamara has been incredible this year. He's their leading receiver, and yeah. then he's then Latavius Murray has to do more of the running back though, because Kamara can't do everything. He can't yeah. be a McCaffrey, or else he's not going to be able to make it to week seventeen.
0: Yeah, but, I uh, I just I, I don't believe in the Saints this year. You know, at the start of the year, thinking what Drew Brees can do or what he's done in the past. I You know, people looked at them as an NFC favorite. Um, I don't look at them as a team that can get out of the first round this year. If, yeah. if Drew Brees can't figure it out, which I don't think he can, I think, if anything, it'll probably keep going in the other direction because that's just how it goes as the season goes on. This but
1: team should probably be 2-3 and three right now. Like, they did come back against the Lions, yeah. give them credit for that, but they should, they should have, have lost to the Chargers. They were they're a doink away from losing that game. Yeah, But... Yeah. Like I don't really have much to say about the Saints besides no. like their window like this their windows closing fast.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. it's either figured out this year or it's going to it's over after this year if they don't figure it out this yeah, year. Yeah, for in my sure. Cuz sure. I
1: think Breeze is going to
0: retire. He has a nice cushy analyst job waiting for him. Oh yeah. He's uh I I've heard rumors that he had to be talked into playing this year because they thought they had this one more year window and he's just he doesn't have it anymore. No. So
1: yeah, I just it would have been weird, right, to see Brees leave like last year. Like how disappointing, another disappointing playoff mm-hmm. loss in OT at home. Like, yeah. I like that he came back, but it's just hard to see someone that you watched for so many years just dominate week in week out. He mm-hmm. has basically all the quarterback records <laughs> yeah. right now. Like no that's one talks about him as a but
0: you think of a quarterback record, Drew Brees probably has it. Oh yeah,
1: it's like the, it's like. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar like Bill Russell, like they have a all these World records. They have all no these records. They don't talk about the GOAT. Yeah. Because they talk about championships. But yeah. Let's move on now to the Carolina Panthers, which they've been a nice surprise this year. Yeah. Very nice surprise. They've been. A
0: nice surprise for me.
1: They've been good. Like, when Caffrey goes out. They're 0-2, yeah. and you're thinking, oh, great. As Time. a
0: Panthers fan, I was thinking, you know, it's chalked. Maybe we just tank and we even try to get Trevor Lawrence. And then. come out win three in a row against not even bad teams they're winning games and it's mike davis came out of the waiver wire from chicago looking like an absolute monster teddy bridgewater's playing out of his mind uh, the defense is terrible. That is the issue with this team. But it's almost like
1: they're missing a Luke Keekley.
0: Yeah, it's almost like we're missing the best linebacker in football. It's crazy. They
1: don't really have a leader back there, but Keekley no. would have been
0: perfect. Uh, Shaq Thompson is a great linebacker, but he's he's not Keekley. It's just that simple. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I, I don't know what to make of my my Panthers right now. They're uh, very up and down. I don't. I, I could see them making a wild card spot. I could see them falling off and going five and eleven. It's they're one of those teams for me
1: right now. I'll take the latter. Yeah. I don't see. I don't see them making moves unless the only way I see them making moves right now is if they get division wins. If they have one against Atlanta. They have they lost against the Bucks. Still have to play the Saints, Saints twice. this week, which is going to be uh, I think an interesting game. It's going to be a very tight game in mm-hmm. my opinion. If they can get some pressure from Drew Brees they've yep. got a shot they've got a chance sure. and now oh boy 28-3 28-2-3 should say well, how about 20 nothing, 36-20 <laughs> whatever it is whatever yeah. that game was against the Bears the Choke Artists
0: themselves the Atlanta Falcons 1-5 Sh-
1: shout one out and Al- five. shout out Atlanta Brees for a 3-1 blown lead <laughs> keeping it Al- keeping it Atlanta Keepin the tradition shout out to Georgia yeah couple years ago, blown a national title lead. Yeah. This is... uh, Atlanta. This is interesting. I don't know what this team is going to do. I heard rumors that maybe at the deadline they might shop Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think they're going to do it. No. I
0: don't see it. I that. don't know what kind of market Matt Ryan would have in the trade market, you mm-hmm. know, but... I think Julio would have a really good market. Julio would have a huge market, but I don't know. Yeah. It depends... It just it it all depends on yeah. what happens these next couple weeks because they looked better without Dan Quinn, which shocking. It's almost Shocker. like Dan Quinn's been the problem for this last couple of years, and everybody's been saying it. And Arthur Blank wouldn't fire him, but it's it's just I I don't know. I personally just I can't stand the Falcons. They're my least favorite team in football. Uh, <laughs> As a Panthers fan, we just. Watching them blow a twenty-eight-three lead was my favorite football moment of my life. And that may have been that's... my favorite moment of my <laughs> life
1: too, to be being completely honest with you.
0: And uh,
1: that game made Brady the goat.
0: Yeah, and it made Matt Ryan a different kind of goat. So uh, it was, uh, and and Kyle Shannon. Like I they will give him some like
1: credit. This team again. This team could be three and three, four and two easily. Like they have a top five offense, but their defense. Matt is, Ryan
0: is second yards per game behind Dak.
1: They're. Defense is asinine. Like all that all those all those little needs were mental. But as they soon were. as they get up and then you look up and you're like, oh shit, they're it's, driving it uh, on us. Like this is Did it. They just fall apart yep. seemingly. Yep. Not much
0: to say other than that, they're just a they're a, they're a bad team that I don't think it's gonna change this year in no, my opinion.
1: They're not a good not a good team. But now let's go to the best division, division. Best division in football. Best for last. Absolutely best division in football oh, the For sure. NFC West. And let's lead off with the Seattle Seahawks. I think you and I can agree with this. Russell Wilson is right now the MVP. Yeah, Russell Wilson is the,
0: he's the best player in football, hands down, in my opinion. I know that a lot of people will still say Patrick Mahomes, but just looking at what Russell Wilson's doing with statistically the worst defense in the NFL, um, they're just it's they shouldn't be 5 and0 they're a terrible team being carried by an amazing football player it's that simple this is not a playoff team that is currently undefeated so I don't know what else to say I just want to see if they can keep winning on the back of this amazing man <laughs> that's about all like it, it's it's crazy to watch it's crazy to watch he's I I've never seen anything like Russell Wilson in sports in my life
1: yeah uh like Shout out to my dad. He's a massive Seahawks fan. Shout out to his heart because he goes through it every single week. So the Seahawks just love to play play, play the strains with the fans. <laughs> keep it close all the way to the final play of the game. Like yeah, what Wilson's doing right now is incredible. Like he's got a good receiving core. Their the offensive line is it's always been terrible. Their defense is so banged up this year. Irvin's out for the year. Like they still have Wagner, KJ, right? like they're still good, but they're not the same players as they were a few years ago. Mm-hmm. They have Jamal Adams. Obviously, he's good when he when he's been playing and healthy. He's banged up right now. I'm I don't know if he's playing this week. I haven't heard anything, but hopefully he is because they'll probably need him against the Cardinals because mm-hmm. of their downfield threats. Absolutely. But you but like even with the healthy defense it's still suspect in my opinion because Jamal Adams can only do so much back there like you gotta get pressure on the quarterback Mm -hmm. and they're not you if you're letting Cam Newton throw over 300 yards on you and just toying with you on offense you're letting Elman go for like 100 whatever yards he had a career high in yards against still like yeah that can't happen you're letting you are letting the Vikings yeah tear you apart and then all of a sudden something clicks like oh we gotta play, yeah. Russell, Russell, can you do? Can you come back again? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> I'll do it. But, you know, like it'll be interesting um, to see what this team does.
0: Yeah, I, I can't. I can't put my finger on where this team will be at the end of the year, but I, I, I they're exciting and they're fun to watch, and that's that's heard all a, that I can say. Earlier. Heard a
1: rumor they're gonna probably go for Antonio Brown once the suspension's up and we gate.
0: That uh, that could be interesting. I think. I I don't know, in terms of personality. The, the north and south that Wilson and Antonio Brown are in terms of their personalities, how well they'll click. But if I they can th- just
1: make it work on the football field, that's all that matters. I think him and Pete Carroll will just fit in perfectly fine because Carroll's a player's coach. He yeah. loves everyone. He definitely is. Yeah. Um. Let's go with the San Francisco 49ers next because, again, they're, they're basically like the Eagles this year. They've been so banged up. Like, you lose Bosa. I think Solomon Thomas is it? Lose them basically in both of them in like, I think three plays, like separate. Lost both of them to injuries. Yeah. They
0: lost Garoppolo for a game and then he came back. He didn't look quite
1: himself. You lose Tavon Coleman. Raheem Mostert's on the shelf now. Kill was on the shelf for a couple games. Richard Sherman's still banged up. Debo Samuel was out. Dee Ford was out for a bit and. That's just the story that's the fact they're three and three right now is a credit to that, credit to that thats yeah, coaching I think staff. They, I
0: think they really came out this week and they looked at um this is an absolute must win game and they came out and they did everything they could and they won that game you know mm-hmm. in a division like this you can't go to two and four and they made no. sure that they didn't and that's can't drop all that uh, all that they could do you know I I, I think that this is another almost Browns-like situation where this team will go as far as Garoppolo can take them because they have all the other pieces as long as they do get healthy, which that's a big if in a league like the NFL. So.
1: Well, their defense is not going to be the same as last year because it's rare that you have four defensive players on that line that can get to quarterback at any time. That's what made me, so a DeForest
0: Buckner gone couldn't afford to pay them you know like they
1: they they lost guys they can't keep everybody so like when healthy they're probably the best team in that division but I don't know if you know they'll make the playoffs this year
0: it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be tough NFC is a
1: juggernaut right now yeah for sure well let's segue to the team that beat the or that the Niners beat this week the LA Rams Man, this yeah. this I'm trying to still wrap my finger around this team because I don't I'm not really sure what the, a, I'm not really sure honestly like they've got a good off like their offense yeah. is good but this team's not built to come back.
0: The, the I think good for me is the word with the Rams. They they seem to be good everywhere, but they're not great anywhere outside of Aaron Donald. Obviously, best D tackle in the league without a shadow of a doubt. Yep. Like in terms of. A player at his position, there's no bigger gap, I don't think, than Aaron Donald to the next best player. Mm -hmm. Um, But other than that, they're just good quarterback, good running back, good receivers, good all line, good defense. Like they, they just everything's good. It's not great, and I think that's why they're maybe a playoff team, not really a contender. And that's about it for me. Like they have Sean McVay, who's a great coach, I guess there's your other great spot on this team, mm-hmm. but past that, they just, they don't have that, like, the, those big players, those big play kind of players that are going to set you apart from the, the top teams.
1: Yeah, um, like I said, like, this team isn't really built to come back. They Their biggest strength is their run, is their running offense, because they go by committee with Henderson Jr., Cam, a- or, Cam, Akers, yeah. Cam Akers, and uh, Malcolm Brown, but, yeah, this team needs to be ahead to be successful because if they fall behind, their offense gets extremely predictable. It's a lot of dip and dunk routes in the middle and golf. I don't really trust Jared Goff throwing the ball more than ten, fifteen yards down the field because I think he's very inaccurate. Yeah, it's like he's got a good arm, but he's not very accurate for sure. It's like back in the Super Bowl, when they played the Patriots. There's a report that came out I think two hours before the game that the Patriots organization literally thought. Goff was going to quote unquote shit his pants and did he ever shit his pants and that's Bowl? he was horrible <laughs> he was <soft>. awful <laughs> like, uh, that was funny that I cannot I, yeah, I just can't wrap my finger on this team they're like you said they're good they're good they're but not, they're not they're not they're great not a Super Bowl contender they're not for great sure. and then we finally had our last team and I think this has been the nicest surprise of the year in my opinion yeah like the nicest surprise the Arizona Cardinals Like, this team is fun to watch. They've got talent everywhere, in every position, basically. Like, you look at – here's a nice stat for you. Kyler Murray is more rushing yards than Lamar Jackson this year. Kyler Murray has been –
0: Kyler Murray has been incredible, really. I mean, this week, if you look at his completion percentage, he seemingly laid an egg, but he still had, like, 160 yards, I think, two pass TDs, like a rushing TD I think he had as well. He's – He's been great. The word that comes to mind with this team is potential. Like, they have all these players that can be so good. You know, with Christian Kirk at the receiver spot, with Kyler Murray at the quarterback, with Kenyon Drake at the running back. Like, they have all these players that could be so good and have, like, they have a very bright future. Mm -hmm. And I think that, given
1: time, this team is just going to keep getting better year to year. Yeah, this... This team is the number two defense in the NFL right now, and that's led by Buda Baker. The best safety in football. He is incredible. Like, watching him him and Patrick Peterson on the same field, like that's... It's, uh, it's something to imagine watch. Imagine if they had Chandler Jones healthy right yeah, now. Yeah, if, if Chandler Jones was healthy, this
0: would... I, I could still see this team making the playoffs. It's tough in this division, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's Something to behold for sure. Yeah,
1: Cliff Clainsbury's got this team going in the right direction. That's for sure. But uh I'm like even like Hopkins, talking about Hopkins, talking about even Fitzgerald's there, Christian Kirk, shout out to him. He got me a nice little W in fantasy this week with his two touchdown passes. But I look at Kylie Murray and I think he's Lamar Jackson with a better arm. I think he's got higher potential than Lamar Jackson, which is crazy to say because Lamar has won an MVP already. Yeah, but I think the ceiling is much higher for Kyler Murray, and I think he can. He's got he's got what Lamar does not have. He's got weapons on the outside. Kyler Murray to me is is Russell
0: Wilson esque. I don't think he will ever be Russell Wilson, but eighty percent of Russell Wilson is still maybe a top three quarterback in the NFL. So. I think that he could be absolutely incredible. Um I, I just like I said, potential with this team. They could be they could be so good in two or three years. They could be in a super bowl. They could be in a Super Bowl next year. I don't think they're there yet, but they're they're getting there.
1: Oh definitely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess that wraps up our <laughs> our little breakdown of the season so far, but uh that went a little longer than expected. Oh yeah, it
1: definitely did.
0: Yeah, we we talked for a while there. Yeah. Might have to try to speed through the next little section. <laughs> yeah, like, definitely. Quicker.
1: Definitely. We can touch on a few games here from the last week that we thought were very interesting. One for obviously one for me this past week was the Packers.
0: Yeah, the take, Packers getting and shit the on,
1: getting shit on like Rodgers. Yeah, bent over. Rodgers threw for less than fifty percent, had two interceptions, including a pick six, like hundred sixty yards. You're not going to see that every day. Aaron Jones had fifteen yards rushing, like that's just a bad game.
0: Considering the emergence he's had so far this year, to only have fifteen yards is is crazy. I think it's also a testament to the Bucks defense. They they made it hard on Aaron Rodgers. Like you can't necessarily rattle a guy like Aaron Rodgers, but you can make him. You can rush him. You can make him have to. Yeah, rush basically not think about where he's going with the ball, and it caused a couple picks. Like mm-hmm. right after he was doing the hingle mckringle in the end zone, <laughs> threw two picks on two possessions. Uh, hate to see it. Hate. Yeah, you really do. I think one game that I want to highlight for sure is the Steelers and the Browns. That game, thirty-eight to seven for the Steelers. To me, this showed me that the Browns are not there yet. And the Steelers are, in my opinion, the the competition in the AFC for the Chiefs at this point in time. Um, they just, they absolutely walked on them. And it was all on that defense. They made Baker Mayfield look horrible. I'm, I don't think Baker Mayfield is horrible, but they made him look horrible. Mm-hmm. That, that defense is, in my opinion, I think the best in football right now. And the offense is explosive as well. And I just... That game really catches my eye. Like, I thought the Steelers would win. I didn't think they'd win by 31. And Baker would get benched, and they would
1: make them look bad. A playoff team, they made them look bad. Yeah, and take James Conner had a 101 yards rush game. Mm-hmm. Juju only had two catches for six yards. Yeah. like, And you've got... Claypool,ed Washington, basically combining for 107 or 140 yards receiving mm-hmm. of Ben Roethlisberger's 162 yards passing. Yeah. So that was the good chunk of their offense, minus James Conner. But yeah, that defense was. It's, they swallowed up Baker. Yeah, it's absurd. I guess the only other game really I, I want to highlight is the Texans and Titans, but more so talk about this game proves that the Titans are legit. Like Danahill, yeah. thirty of forty-one, three hundred sixty-four yards, four touchdowns. Derrick Henry, two hundred and twelve <laughs> rushing yards, including a ninety-four-yard touchdown. Like how many times have we seen Derrick Henry run for a touchdown? It seems like it's ninety-plus yards. Yeah, he. I think he has two
0: ninety-nine-yard touchdowns in his career.
1: Like, uh, like he's like two ninety-nine. Like that, how do touchdowns. you expect? it?
0: Like, how does a guy that that big bust out for ninety-nine yards?
1: Like and for Tannehill to lead him down the field to tie the game and then lead the game-winning overtime drive, like
0: yeah, they're they're legit. They they proved it this week. Like I think they came out against te- the uh, Texans and kind of thought easy win, you know. And they had to fight and scrap and get this done, and they were able to do it. And I think it shows a lot that they were able to pull this out in overtime, even if it is against a
1: bad Texans team. Division games are never easy. No. They're always competitive. and No matter what, you get competitive division yeah. games. It doesn't matter how bad the teams are. You could have the Bills and, Bills and Dolphins, and yeah. Dolphins will find a way to make that game really close. They
0: always take one off the pats every year. <laughs> every single
1: year. <laughs> okay, so that kind of wraps up basically the first five, six weeks of the season. Now we're just going to quickly hit on our... Power Rankings for the year and our MVP candidates. So I think let's start with our Power Rankings. We're only doing our top 10. To
0: yeah, do a quick little... You want to start with your 10? I'll do yeah. my 10. Yeah,
1: just to save some time and I don't need to recap every single yeah. team again. So number 10 I have the Bills, obviously two tough losses to two very, very good teams. Probably the two best teams in the AFC right now. Mm-hmm. But they they still still a good team. They've got... That division on lock in my opinion yeah. but they're in my number 10 team number 9 Chicago Bears again this team if I put the Bills and Bears against each other right now I think the Bears would pull off a win based on defense that's why they're I have them ahead mm-hmm. but again like Foles is going to take this team as far as they can go number 8 surprisingly I have the Saints because they don't have Michael Thomas and as soon as he comes back, they're going to be a very, very, very formidable opponent. Yeah. Um, number seven, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I just think those two losses they have this year to the Saints and even to the Bears, um, the two teams that are below them, ironically enough, mm-hmm. that's the one thing I hold against them because they sh- should have beaten the Bears. But this team's definitely improving by the week, like we said, and... But yeah, Uh, number six, the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers. We've already talked about them a ton, about their defense. Number five, the Titans. We just mentioned them. Uh, Number four, we have the Baltimore Ravens. Number three, Green Bay Packers. Now the reason I have them so high is because I think they're the second best team in the NFC, despite that loss. I think that was just... a. Shit game Like everyone has One of those once a year Where yeah. nothing just goes right But I still think If you were to Put these two teams on the Back in the field again I think the Packers Would beat them Four times out of five If you put it like A best of five I think the Packers Would win a best of five series Number two's team Is the Seattle Seahawks Even though We talked about Their defensive struggles I think Wilson's doing Mahomes-esque things This year Just carrying this team and that defense there's that defense can easily improve still have a lot of weeks left in football and I think they're going to improve mm-hmm. but again if they're healthy I just still a little suspect and then number one I think we both have the Chiefs number one yeah just defending Super Bowl champs top to bottom they're got a great organization basically the same yeah. players on their team minus their running back. so not really much to say. It's just Chiefs are the Chiefs are the top right now. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I'll just quickly run down mine. Um, I have the Colts ten. I think that they're one of the better teams, top to bottom, in the AFC and in football. I just do not trust uh, Phillip Rivers at all to be consistent, especially come playoff time. Uh, Number nine, I have the Bills. I think that despite these two losses, they're still a very good team. I just don't know if Josh Allen is going to bounce back or keep regressing. So I'm not really sure where to put them or what to do with them, but I'm keeping them nine for now. Uh, The Bears might have the best defense in football. I have them eight. Uh, They're and 5-1. They're doing great. Come playoff time. Could be a scary team. Pretty much the idea of Nick Foles being your starting quarterback has me... A little skeptical keeping them <laughs> down at eight um, I have the Titans seven I think I didn't think that might be a little low for them I wasn't a hundred percent sure what to do with them still I think that Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry are incredible I think that this team is incredible but I, I, I need a little more I guess out of the Titans and we'll see especially we'll see this week coming up against Pittsburgh Steelers we're gonna see what happens um, I have the Seahawks at six I can't put them top five I just I, I need more out of this team their defense is terrible. They are I've never seen a one-player football team do well, and somehow Russell Wilson's making it work. Um, at five, I have the Ravens, I think. Top to bottom, again, possibly the best team in football, except they do have a quarterback. They have Lamar Jackson. I just don't know. Come playoff time, if I trust Lamar Jackson, he showed me last year that I shouldn't. We'll see if he can change that this year. Uh, at number four, I have the Packers. I think that they are maybe the best team in the nfc there's just one more team that i trust more than them and that's the bucks who i have at three they beat them this week and they beat them bad it wasn't close and like i said earlier in the show if tom brady can keep that team playing the way that tom likes to play i don't think there's many teams that could have it shot against the tampa bay buccaneers at two i have the steelers i i can't I don't see a weakness on this team right now, and I just I, I I think they're going to beat the Titans this week. I think that they're going to prove to everybody just how good this team is, and that they're the competition for the Chiefs in the AFC. But the Chiefs, I have number one. Obviously, I think that whether they go fifteen and one or whether they go ten and six for the rest of the year, they're still probably going to be my favorite to win the whole thing. So mm-hmm. it's just that simple for me with the Chiefs. Yeah,
1: I think we could pretty much skip the MVP. Topic, too, because we both have Wilson at number one Yeah, we, we've run this a
0: little long, uh, but all I can say for sure that it's a one-man race for me at this point anyways. It doesn't really matter too much in the top five. Do <laughs> we want to preview a game next week, or do we want to just uh, leave that alone? I think maybe we could preview a couple games, and then just maybe let's skip the basketball for this week because we have talked a yeah, long time. For sure. But uh, there's just... Uh, I think that, yeah, we'll just preview a couple games and maybe call it for this week because if you guys are somehow still here, anybody who's listening,
1: we've been talking a long time and I know that. So <laughs> <laughs> so the one game obviously I want to talk about was the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers and Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Like, this is going to be a good one. Can the Steelers stop that Titans offense that has been... Incredible. I think they're a the number two offense right now in the NFL mm-hmm. Well, the Steelers are like, I think they're number two as well. Something like that. Number three. Um, I trust that the Titans can stop the, the Steelers, but can the Steelers stop them? That's, that's going to be my question. It's, a, uh, it's definitely a question. I, uh, I, I'm leaning towards the Steelers
0: in this game, but it, it, it I wouldn't be shocked if either way. I The only way I'm going to be shocked is if one of these teams blows the other one out, but I think it's going to be a close game, no matter what. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I guess then I'll just pick one game to highlight, and I want to go to the Monday night game, uh, the Rams versus the Bears. I think this is a really interesting game, because I think that these are two teams that are on the cusp of being a very good team, and if one of these teams can win and win decisively, they can separate, get some momentum, maybe show that they're a top team in the NFC. Um, I think if the Bears just come out and shut down this whole Rams offense, make McVay look like he doesn't know what he's doing, you know, the Bears can really prove that they're maybe a top-tier team. If the Rams come out and their offense looks just, it's popping, it's going against this great Bears defense, they can show, like, hey, we're here to play. Like, we were in a Super Bowl two years ago. We can be there again, you know. I, I really look at this game as, as – Big. It's on prime time. It's two good teams. Like, they have a chance to really show what they're what, what they're made of, I guess.
1: The only thing I'm going to say about this game is I think it's going to be ugly. I think it's going to be one of those ugly, low scoring games. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's all I really got to say about that one. Will I watch it? Probably. Will I be interested in it after the second quarter? <laughs> Maybe. Depending on. I like high-scoring games. I hate low-scoring games. I don't have the patience to watch.
0: I don't necessarily think it'll be the most exciting game, but I think that whoever wins that is going to pull a lot of momentum going into the next few
1: weeks. Could separate in the NFC kind of thing. This is another big game for the Rams. I think the Rams need this more than the Bears right now. I could agree with that. Yeah, for sure. All
0: right. All right, well, we have been talking for, oh, my God, an hour and 40 minutes almost here, so I thought... I, I was trying to make sure I was prepared. Uh, first time in for podcasting, wanted to make sure we could get at least an hour, and now we've been talking for an hour and 40 minutes, and we didn't even get to a lot of the stuff we were going to talk about. <laughs> so uh, I think we could probably call this for now. Um, I'd say next week we'll, we'll, you know, we won't be recapping the entire league like we did last week. It'll just be recapping games previewing mm-hmm. next week, um, and then we'll go a little more in-depth into basketball because we obviously didn't get a chance to talk about basketball this week. yeah. Um, but we want to talk about the bubble. We want to talk about the season. So uh, we'll definitely get into that a little more. Uh, this is definitely going to be more of a heavy football podcast until basketball starts up again, until at least draft time, definitely. free agency and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that's all I got to say for now. Yeah. What about you?
1: Yeah, um, yeah, we definitely talked for... A lot longer than I anticipate. <laughs> Me too. Not the worst thing. podcast ever. Not I think w- it's good that we had more rather than less. You know. Oh, definitely. And then we actually got to go through all the teams and. Yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. the most important. Yeah. We got to break down everything that's going on. Now yeah. we can move forward. So. Promise the weeks ahead. It'll be much shorter and yeah. a, a lot. Try to. A lot less. Uh.
0: Make it a little more concise, enough. maybe. Exactly. Alrighty. All right, well, thanks for listening to the first episode of the Loose Balls podcast. (laughs) Um, Yeah, all right, well, uh, we'll see you next week. Take care, y'all.